Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Desperate times call for desperate measures. The people of Israel were hungry, even starving, as they journeyed through the wilderness. They felt pushed to their limits. They couldn't take it anymore. And pretty soon, the memory of meat and bread in Egypt clouded the memory of slavery and oppression. They didn't remember the pain of a whip across their backs. They could only think about the pain that was in their stomachs. They didn't remember the torture of slavery. They could only think about the fleeting pleasures of a meal. So what did they do? They grumbled. The whole congregation of the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. And what they were really doing was grumbling against God. For Moses and Aaron were leading the people into the place that God would have them go. This place was not a place of independence. It was a place rather of dependence on God, a place where they would learn to trust God. The people, they rejected this proposal, and rather they wished that they were dead in their slavery, rather than free and hungry. Can you relate to the people of Israel? Do you ever grumble about your situation? This past week, my wife and I had the privilege of uh, moving into our first new home. Very exciting. And then when we get there, the refrigerator that was included in the purchase would not get below 50 degrees. Grumbling began as I ate my milk with warm milk on, or as I ate my cereal with warm milk on Sunday morning. I was thinking, we might need to get a new refrigerator. <laughs> On Monday, we, made, we took all of our food back over to the old house. And we went refrigerator shopping. I did this without any grumbling at all. Wrong. <laughs> I grumbled every step of the way. On Saturday, our... Uh, the Saturday that we moved in, I went to hook up our internet. It did not work. And they told me that they would be there by Monday. They were not there. My friends, they are still not there. <laughs> I've spent, like, I, I counted up, it's like 12 calls and an average of a half hour each call, with the last call being an hour and 15 minutes. And I have to say, I grumbled. And then last night, my toilet did not work yesterday. I did my first plumbing job. A half hour's work for a, for a good plumber took me five hours and three trips to Menards. 
I grumbled. But think about how good we really have it. To be born in this place, in this time. We have microwaves that cook our food in minutes. We see family across the country and around the world in a matter of hours. We can travel the world. We can find answers to any question in the palm of our hands. We have entertainment piped into our homes. Well, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) But we have entertainment piped into uh, into our homes. Not one of us in this room doesn't have plans for a good meal later on today. And yet, we complain. We can see in ourselves the people of Israel. And yet, how good do we have it compared to them? Now, for the people of Israel, their sin was not that they were hungry. Even asking God for meat and bread is not sinful. He has us do this in the Lord's Prayer. But their sin, even our sin, is the sin of not believing that God's promises are true. We see that he gives us daily bread and we say, well, what kind of daily bread is this? And we start looking elsewhere for comfort, for provision. God had promised a land of plenty and a land of security, a land where they could worship him without fear, delivered from the hands of their enemies. Was it too difficult to hunger for a time to be blessed for eternity? I don't want to make light because it is hard to suffer. It is hard to go through the things that we go through. For certain seasons in our lives, I mean, the most mundane things can push us over the edge. But when we start to look at just these things, like the toilet, Comcast, We start losing track of what we're really promised, where we're really going. I mean, if my peace is found in getting my internet, or if my peace is found in getting my refrigerator that works, how small are my hopes? How small are my hopes and dreams? God has promised something far, far beyond that. Each of these little things. I should rather be thankful. You know, God gives daily bread to everyone, even without our prayers. Or even to all evil people, people who don't trust in him. But we pray in this petition that he would lead us to realize this and to receive that daily bread with thanksgiving. I don't, I don't want to... Uh, 
I'm going to ask, I'm going to do this and ask for forgiveness later in case you didn't, didn't want me to do it. But that, Diane, um, in my talks with you, uh, going through cancer, I mean, my, my, my problems are very small compared to that. Yet in those talks, you kept talking about Thanksgiving. Now, I know you've grumbled. We, we all do. But that's the, the Thanksgiving, you know, for, for our daily bread. That's the attitude that we want to, ha- we want to have. And your attitude in, in going through your cancer in talks with me has been encouraging. So, for our sinful natures, it is very, very difficult, impossible to be thankful. Left to ourselves, we will always choose the easy road, the soft bed, the comfortable shoes, But what do we really deserve? Nothing but temporal and eternal punishment. Love is by definition, it is sacrificial. We, by our sinful natures, would sacrifice absolutely nothing. I don't want to sacrifice my comfort not even for you. We reject a theology that leads us through the cross, suffering for a time, even though it promises bliss for eternity. So we grumble against the servants of God, our situations. And you know what? When I was grumbling against this house and home, Who provided for me this house and home? I'm grumbling against God himself. And the funny thing is, my grumblings, your grumblings, Israelites' grumblings, they do not fall on deaf ears. God hears our grumbles. He heard the grumbling of the people Israel, and he hears the grumblings of his people, the church. He hears us when we grumble about many and various things. He hears and he speaks in his word a reply. And funny, it's not the word of judgment that we know we deserve. But it is a word of grace and mercy, a word of provision. God says, I have heard the grumbling of the people of Israel and say to them, Moses, at twilight you shall eat meat and in the morning you shall be filled with bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. And that is why when this morning came around, this sounds so silly, but Hopefully you've been been there before. But last night, as I was in into well into my fifth hour on that toilet, I just kind of I don't know, I felt defeated. I know it sounds 
silly and dumb, but, but I did. I felt defeated. And I just sat there. You know, I just sat there looking at that machine. <laughs> and I just came to a point where I didn't, you know, I just wanted to give up. And, the, and in that moment, I started thinking about what's really important. And you know what? I could not wait to get here this morning. You know what I'm going to be receiving in a few short moments? Bread from heaven. True manna. That's not what I deserve for all the grumbling I did about my provisions. But it's what I get from a God who loved the world so much that he gave his only son. The children of Israel, they were fed. And guess what? I'm fed too. God provides for me more than I could ever have imagined. And here I'm asking for things so small. A refrigerator, internet, a toilet. God says, I give you my son. I give you a place in heaven. My son says, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may also be. Jesus told his disciples that. And here we are always asking for things so much smaller It's not that God's provision is small. It's that God's provision is so big that we can't even grasp it. You know, we're always focused on all this, this little tiny stuff. As we journey through the desolate world of sin, we hunger and we thirst. And our ultimate thirst is for righteousness. This congregation and all the children of God who have come through the Red Sea waters of holy baptism have been given deliverance from our enemies, sin, death, and the powers of the devil. Those things that give us doubt in God's provision, that give us angst when we should be thankful, all of those things are swept away in this cleansing flood. No matter what happens to us in this time, before our entrance into heaven, there is no going back to slavery and servitude. No matter how enticing the memories may be, instead, we are fed and filled with true meat and drink that flow from God's cross. The bread of God who came down from heaven and gives life to the world. Jesus. 
Your deliverance has been won. Jesus gives you life in his suffering and death. There on the cross, Jesus endured all the wrath of God for your sin. He himself wandered, hungered, thirsted, suffered, and died. And he paid for the wages of all that grin, grumbling, all of that sin. In Jesus, there is your life. There is your journey. There is your cross. And it has already been taken up as Jesus was lifted up. And there too, in Jesus, is your grave. And it has already been slept in for three days. After which, your hope, Jesus, he rose from the dead. Assuring you that you too will have new life in him. In the face of such grace and mercy. We can stop and think. What do I have to complain about? Who is this that God. Or what is this that God should provide so much. For the likes of me. And as Moses answered the people of Israel. It is the bread that the Lord has given for you to eat. What is this? It is the bread of comfort in the face of earthly trials. It is true the food of grace that sustains us all the days of our wandering. God hears even our grumbles. And he answers them as if they were prayers. God has heard your cry and now hear his gracious voice as he speaks comfort to you. He declares all your sins are forgiven in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now may the peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until he returns for you. Amen.